0: Sipping.
1: I'm am uh. sipping am 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 This is simple with Sammy, I am simple with Sammy, Sam Malone Barstool Rug. If you ain't sipping with Sammy, you ain't sippin' right, get your fucking life together. And I got my little cousin Zach in here with me. Of course,
2: man, Zach. You know, other people know me as 9-7, Beyond mm-hmm. 97. On Instagram, you can follow me at beyond97visuals.
1: Mm-hmm. Dope. Oh, you know what I mean? When I say family, this real family, not the kind of family y'all be making up type shit. We've been around each other a long, 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 long time. And um I seen you do it a lot. See you doing a lot. I seen you had you was in school. Yep. You had the clothing line. Yep. I had a couple of tees from you. You know what I'm saying? Took a couple photo shoots and them things. Yeah, and- show love for sure absolutely you already and then you um now you got beyond visuals yes yes so what was the transition from the school to the line and you know what i mean like what was the process well the progression
2: starting freshman year in college i was a business major Uh you know having a clothing line and all that that wanted to be a business so i would say i was in probably statistics class Mm -hmm. failed my first semester (laughs) and was like no This is not it for me. If this is what I have to go through all four years, nah. So although I had to pass a class, I transitioned and switched majors to uh, communications. Mm -hmm. With communications, the first thing that I went into was radio. Radio, I wanted to do sports, podcasts, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I transferred schools, went from Newman to IUP, Mm -hmm. got on a radio station at IUP. Sitting behind a mic. I'm just sitting there like, nah, this is not me. (laughs) I need to be in front of a camera. Like, I want to talk to people, but be in front of a camera. So it went from being a radio host to being a TV host, to Mm -hmm. being a director, being an actor, producer, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I got on a TV show at IUP called Hulk Talk. Being on Hulk Talk, I started my own segment. Hulk
1: is your mascot?
2: Yes. Okay. Yep so we created our own tv show black students on the campus we created our own tv show dope with that being sa- said i created my own segment interacted with the students around campus everybody mm-hmm. loved me then the first thing someone said was like why don't you be an actor that never came to mind but i was like hey why not right but being an actor i was like i don't want to just be an actor i want to be a director i want to be a producer i want to do everything so the first thing that came to mind when that happens was Spike Lee. So in a way I want to be a Spike Lee. The Word. next Spike Lee.
1: No, that's dope. I mean, shit, why wouldn't you want to be the next
0: right. Spike? <laughs> you exactly. know what I
1: mean? Salute the Spike. But it's funny because you know you've been watching me for years, but like you did it kind of the reverse. I acted early on, you know, when I was younger mm-hmm. and then um like considerably before college. Right. And then when I got to college I accidentally wound up on a radio show. I don't know if you knew that. When I was on Morgan, I had a um show. We was kind of like the come up show. Right. But um it was because we had a dope ass DJ, um, DJ Radio, who was on Flex DJ for, I mean K Slay DJ for a long time. And then um I had Shad, who was a great personality, and we just used to talk shit, kick shit, play exclusive stuff, cause radio used to have that's how he got the job with Slay. He used to send Slay shit Slaying hat. You know what I mean? So he always had it. And I figured out that I had a neck for the radio thing, but I wasn't that wasn't my major. I just wound up on the show because the co-host dropped out. She got an internship. Right. So I just subbed in and never left. I used to sneak my bottles in and all of that. And it was crazy because you know, you on them campuses, we doing radio. It's a window right here
3: mm-hmm.
1: in front of us, like how we sit right now. And it's a whole classroom right there while we recording on air for like the first hour. And I'm in there trying to sneak my 40 and my motherfucking half a pipe. You know what I'm saying? There's sure. somebody in the corner that peeped me and shit. Uh-huh. It's crazy. But it was fun. And I didn't even... I wanted to do it, but I know in radio... It takes a lot. Like, I watched QDZ do it, Quincy. I watched him go through, you got to an intern and all of that, build yourself all the way up. And it was like, I really didn't want to take that process. So, when I fell into radio recently and doing it, it just felt about right. But it was weird because I didn't expect it at right. all. I ain't expect it at all. But, like, as far as being Spike Lee, that ain't about shit, man. One thing about Spike, Spike has the vision. Spike knows how to accomplish his goal. But he's very loyal to, uh, a large block of very talented people yeah. that always come out for him. You know what I mean? They always right. going because what people don't realize is all crowdfunding, which is a big thing nowadays. Spike said that's how he did ninety percent of his movies, mm-hmm. and the investors wasn't guaranteed anything back like they right. gave him because they wanted spike to get his vision off mm-hmm. so to be somebody like spike is highly attainable yeah you know what i mean Definitely. like it's not as hard as people think it is if you if you talented and you put that work in and like i say, you, you treat people vision, right you can do yeah so what's the first project that that comes out under under your own beyond visuals
2: well the first project is what i'm writing right now currently well, I actually finished writing that one. I don't mm-hmm. want to tell what it's about because I actually want to work on it and drop a trailer by December, January. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll come out by then. But other than that, I've been working on the side, doing videos for people, photography, mm-hmm. just building my brand, making more money.
1: Don't let nobody point no guns at your camera, nigga. <laughs> That's listen, what, all right, don't really, let nobody point listen, no pistols at your camera, listen, nigga.
2: listen. That's my major thing with music videos. Video shoot over. One thing about me is if I want to do your music video, let me be the vision. And one thing you cannot have is money and guns because that's basically what every video is nowadays. Mm -hmm. And can we actually use vision and the knowledge and the art that we actually can put out instead of the same old, your homies behind you, talking rah, 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 point the gun, flash money. At this point another
1: gun. Yeah. gun pass the money to somebody else so they can flash it right so yeah.
2: that's kind of played out well it had been played out entire so
1: yeah i'm just making sure man right. so that's swear. really
2: my major thing i don't really want no guns Second, like i don't even feel safe don't point no gun at me i don't even feel safe as a camera person as a director but you pointing a gun
1: at me so no and that's the thing like who am i to know that you know what the hell you doing with that shit? exactly
2: I don't even know what gun you have on you. It could be jammed. It
1: could go off at any second. Anytime. So, and mind you, it just shouldn't be loaded if you pointed at a camera, yeah. but guess what? People don't have that common sense. Right. So I just want to make sure that you are safe that way. Yeah. But as far as the um the videos treat you, I know a lot of people that want to do movies, they do videos to get there, but do you really enjoy the video yeah. aspect of it? <laughs> <See>? <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> like
2: when i want to do videos i really want to put out short films right now i want to put out stuff that impacts people stuff that will make you think or yeah make you think make you change your mind or not even change your mind make you change your thought at least
1: i got a treatment for a joint that i want to shoot that um niggas want to see shot but um it's kind of cinematic in the sense that i want it to look like a trailer i want the right. video to be a trailer because what's a trailer three minutes right yeah. five minutes like so I mean. we could shoot a whole trailer as a video. But I'll talk to you about it. We figured right. something out, man. But no, I think that's dope. And I think, like, no matter what, you got to do what you got to do to get to where you're trying to go. And, um, you know, we seen Belly came from hype. Hype did everybody videos first. Right. yeah. Then he did Belly. And now he can do whatever the fuck he want. <laughs> and that's what it's about. But, like, how's things been going for you this year during these times, like, COVID, social unrest? Dickhead 45 all this shit that's going on like how has that been treating you business wise personally what's been going on with you
2: business wise I would start off with that mm-hmm. when COVID started it slowed it down definitely because I was supposed to shadow some people for a movie set but mm-hmm. with COVID happening quite a everything mm-hmm. exactly so I missed an opportunity that I really wanted really expected really wanted to have yeah but with that being said I sat back Gained another opportunity, met some more people, grinded, did some photo shoots. That's really all I've been doing is photo shoots. And it's photo
1: shoot time, though. Yeah.
2: It's definitely been that time. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. And I have a wedding coming up as well, so I've been doing weddings. Mm. I have some weddings lined up for the next year.
1: Weddings are big deals. Do you do them by yourself? Yeah. You I do everything, to?
2: literally. Everything I'm doing by myself.
1: hmm them wetlands you might need to you might want to start hiring somebody you could trust yeah because it's a lot yo and i'm not i'm not i knocking. believe it too though
2: i do you know what i mean yeah. like you only
1: one person and right. it's 300 people there or mm-hmm. 100 people there depending on what but like yeah i think i think wettings is a gold mine though like i think that if you could capture somebody's biggest day of their year. Yeah. Like you part of their legacy after that. At you that know point, what I mean? You in their world after that. Mm-hmm. They gonna show them pictures forever. They're gonna pass them down the motherfuckers. Videos. Digitally, pictures, they're everything. gonna be shared everywhere. Like right. I think I think the wedding photographer actually has a hell of an angle. Because mm-hmm. and it shows that you could do classy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I because every shoot ain't the budget. same. Right, right exactly. Right, right, So there's
2: a difference between like the weddings than the clothing line photo shoots and mm-hmm the TV or movie photo shoots behind the scenes and all that. So it's definitely different.
1: Everything is different. What do you use? What do you um, edit on?
2: Uh, I edit on Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. That's really what I love to use. I've tried Final Cut. Mm -hmm. And only for emergency purposes, I would use iMovie. But literally, emergency purposes. But I would never use it. (laughs) Premiere is what I use. Camera wise, right now I use a Canon. But I have my eye on a Sony. Sony's really catch my eye for some reason. But with me wanting to be a director or producer, the goal really is to get a red camera.
1: I had a feeling that red was coming, but that yeah. red ball, that's
2: the goal in the long run.
1: That's an investment though. Yeah, that's an investment and and the numbers go up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm right. shooting with that red. Right. You know what I'm Definite, talking about? Oh, the price is definitely mine. I could pull out the Canon but you want this you red, want red? <laughs> show me the red budget i, forget I the how it. <laughs> but we need that red yeah? yeah that's real shit i remember um i was shooting videos around the time that mission impossible 3 had came out and everybody wanted that camera that they yeah. shot that shit with and we had on um, rented it for my videographer my director and shit mm-hmm. and he spent like a week on youtube figuring out all the settings and all the different whatever on it you know i don't know all the technical yeah. shit but i know he was up all night studying that motherfucker and it got to the point where like a couple months down the line after shooting my vid i'm on a set with somebody and they're shooting a the, um i think it was a reality show or a movie because they was doing both at one time mm-hmm. but either way they had the camera their peoples had the camera and they didn't know how to use it so i had right. to wake him up call him <laughs> and he had to walk them through how to use mm-hmm. them you see what yeah. i'm saying like and that's why like one thing I know about you: when you care about something, you look into it, you research it, you yeah. work towards it. I'm definitely
2: it. dedicated to whatever I can say that about myself. So. People
1: think because they could pick up one camera, they could make you. You can't make the best out of it if you don't understand what the difference right. is. Mm-hmm.
2: So that was really a big thing with me going through college as well. Mm-hmm. So going through college is like sitting in class, doing media stuff. You, they teach you how to edit in class, but it's just I feel like it's tedious and pointless. Cause i learned by myself everything i failed statistics after that <laughs> told myself we gonna keep yes. going back this to- nigga i felt yeah you good go ahead uh i was a
1: i was a marketing major
2: all my editing stuff i learned my by myself so i'm really big on youtube and google mm-hmm. i don't really want anyone to teach me anything so that's really my biggest toxic trait probably with everything
1: i think um formal learning for that is probably something that you might not want but mm-hmm. as far as anybody teaching you, that's two yeah. different things. Because mm-hmm. if motherfucking spike shit, some yeah. local niggas, you know what I right. mean, that I know of, if they, if they told you, yo, come on, shadow them. you shadowing mm-hmm. niggas, yeah. man, you going to pick up that box and carry it. Right. Because at the same time, we can always learn. Like, we hands-on learners. That's Yeah, exactly. That, 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 I have to do. That auditorium mm-hmm. ain't going to do it. You know what I mean? And I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. And And the funny thing about me is, it depends on the subject. Exactly. Sometimes I can sit there and, and get it like yeah. that. Other times, it has you, to gain we, my interest? Yeah, like re, real shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that one thing society doesn't realize is that we, as people, learn three, five, eight different ways that they've already identified. Right, mm-hmm. and you're still teaching kids one way in masses. You're teaching thirty kids one way of learning when only a third of that class is probably is that- grasping it. Yeah, yeah, if that. if that, yeah, that's because I'm saying, and that's if it's mm-hmm. only three different ways. If mm-hmm. not, then we talking about way less than that, right? So that's dangerous in 2020 to still be that. But one thing that the kids coming out now do have is, like you say, they have Google, they have YouTube. They can teach they fucking self, right. man. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get it in class, you can go home and look up a way that will teach you the way that you You're are comfortable. To. Right, right. It's right. all
2: about a comfortability, really, because the way you may teach may not be the way I like. Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to get the same answer as you.
1: Right. You got anybody that you've been on giving game to or that you exchange game with that's on your level? No. No?
2: Honestly, because I don't want to... Me personally, I don't want to talk to anyone on my level. I want to talk to everyone above me because that's the only way I can get to that level.
1: I can dig it. and I was wondering if anybody probably that's trying to get to where you at may have reached out. Nope. Nope. Because that type of shit, you don't look for that. You want that to be organic. Yeah. Because it's going to take time and energy and... You want to really want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's important, too. We always got to hand it to somebody. Yeah, definitely. Can't die with knowledge and the fuck. Not pass do. it on to anyone. Yeah. So I think that that'll be ill for you when you get to that point. Right. But who do you respect outside of Spike, directing-wise?
2: Directing-wise? So I'm going to give you a quick list breakdown that I have. I have a male <laughs> list and I have a female list. Female list, I'll start with Ava DuVernay.
1: Oh, I love Ava. Issa right. Her impact is so heavy. Yes. Issa's dope. Issa. Issa's a personality that needs to be represented. hmm
2: And honestly, I forgot the last one, but she's the director of All-American.
1: I know. What Damn, what's her name? I forgot her name. <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
2: the males, it's Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. um, Kenya Barris, mm-hmm. and Tyler Perry. Kenya's
1: dope. What's the Tyler thing? Explain the Tyler thing.
2: Tyler is only what he's done like for us. Yeah, like, absolutely. The studio. Like, undeniably. Like him creating that Black Hollywood. I find Undeniable legend yeah. when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, like it's really. Absolutely. I'm with yeah. you on that. I just wanted to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be yeah. clear. Because like, I don't not get one thing about it. A lot of people don't like him because he doesn't make what they want to see. But he and has an audience that he pertains to provides for constantly. That's what
2: people don't realize. That's how it's Tyler Perry makes his from money. The live shows. That's how he made his money. <laughs> he said he told people he went into that producer, this sitting, and it was like, "Can you give us this?" He said, "Yeah." They laughed at him. Sit mm-hmm. there and laughed at him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: His audience from them plays came out, turned up for him, mm-hmm. made that money for him. I
1: remember the transition. I remember. Our people's having the VHS tapes, and yeah, Blu shit. yeah, all that shit, and the DVDs, and just laughing their ass. Mm-hmm. All the old women in the family be sitting in one room, cracking up in the right. ear and I get sick of it. But at the same time, I've seen it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's literally affecting my circle of people. Right, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I know that it's other black women and others mm-hmm. that feel the same way about this material. Right, and he made a killing off of it, and really built his own thing. He has the biggest lot. It's only probably one other studio bigger than his.
2: Yeah. Yeah, one. That's that.
1: That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, so salute to him. I ain't trying to knock him. But like I said, people really just it's always about. And I hate this with music. People do the same thing. It's like, if it's not, they twist it's horrible. Or why did it, why does somebody else like it? And it's right. like,
2: do you want your kids That's the same opinion like your top ten. Like your top ten rap It's your top ten it's opinion. It's your top ten. It's your opinion. And it's what some, you like.
1: Some shit is gonna be wild and I might ask you why. Why? Right. <laughs> that, but that's cool. Yeah. But like I remember back when um Superman was out, mm-hmm. for instance. Niggas was like, Ah, he's ruining hip hop, it's the worst shit in the world, this, down and the third. And I was like, You want your kids to listen to Styles of Soldier Boy. Right. Like, let's be yeah. for real. Like, he didn't make it for you. He made it for thing. kids. Kids made a dance for him. They're doing a dance. They're not like, doing to him. They adapted to that shit. Mm-hmm. And he also independent, made the beat, shot the video, recorded this. Like, he yeah. taught niggas how to do the shit. And that's what pissed me off about older rappers at that time that was dissing him and beefing yeah. with him like Ice-T, because it's like he's a kid, mm -hmm. and Ice-T, you have a son that's a kid, that's an entertainer that you're trying to get off. You should be winging him, signing him, and trying to get some of that game, because the whole game went digital right after After he told you. Right. And it's like, as much of a fool he might be, and I think a lot of that comes from being uber successful at a young age and being out of touch, you can't deny what he did Mm -hmm. and who he was doing it for. It wasn't for us. He give a fuck if we played that shit. For my
2: generation, my Yeah, dear, it was for y'all.
1: We was dancing to it and all that. Yeah, and it was it was a thing. It was like I'd rather see these kids dancing and talking about I ain't gotta talk you to death, I hawk you to death. And I love Styles. Right. But I love it for me <laughs> after a certain age. Like I could imagine, and I used to say this when we was young, even before that soldier boy shit. I used to tell my homies like I'm scared for niggas that listen to Styles all day that's weak minded. Because it'll mm. put you in a dark place, and it'll have you on some shit that you don't even realize because you just letting it seep in, and it's constantly okay. the same. Back then, it was like a lot of the same message. Right. And I'm like, I hope that if your favorite rapper style, your second favorite is Barney, because <laughs> you need balance. <laughs> you, need <help>. <laughs> <laughs> you need help. Like, and that's Certainly. what I used to say. But I've had these opinions for a while. Bringing it back to the point where it's like, just because it's not for you, don't mean it's not profitable. It don't mean it can't be dope. It don't mean that it's trash especially right.
2: exactly you see what i'm but saying? like you said i'm gonna question you <laughs> yeah. like why but like
1: why? as a director and producer you have a hell of a responsibility because we're at the point now we was just watching a movie that i said was a direct remake mm-hmm. except they replaced it with a black family this time right. from another movie like you have to show your eye your angle like there's a lot of ways that directors and pro- when you do both especially that you put you into it yeah and you gotta it gotta be obvious right you know what i mean like lena we know what lena shoot like we know what lena cares about we know what Issa cares about we know what ava cares about we know how they lens looks right when you can see when you see certain scenes open up you know who shot that shit. exactly you see what i'm saying if you pay attention to things like that mm-hmm. so like what do you think is the strongest thing that will put your imprint on like your vision the
2: stories the message to all the stories really Mm -hmm. so when i want to create a film i -hmm. wanted to have a message behind it Mm -hmm. so message meaning one message i want to get out there is mental health awareness in african-american community a lot of that goes unaware for males so i really want like to bring awareness to that Mm -hmm. secondly is i don't want that negative notion like i want a positive black movie now like Mm -hmm. instead of a black person getting killed or a drive by or a robbery like something positive, like a black family, happy family, natural family, the actual Blended black family. side. Yeah. yeah. Black. Not just the Hollywood side, right? The actual side of black African Americans.
1: I think it's a perfect time now because we're getting more of that than we ever got. Yeah. We're getting like I said, um, when you mentioned Issa, I said her perspective needs to be out there because there's a lot of awkward black girls. Yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of awkward white girls, Asian mm-hmm. girls. But like that the way she puts it out there mm-hmm. has never been done before. Mm-hmm and it's really just her being her. her right and i think that that's ill because she's on both sides of the camera mm-hmm. and even allow like she's so introspective that she spends half of it making fun of herself
3: mm-hmm.
2: exactly she's the butt that's of the all story of, of her shit. right
1: yeah you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that takes balls right and it takes vision and it takes like i said self-awareness right and like i'm at a point in life you know me damn near 40. so i've been thinking about me figuring out what really makes me tick Mm what I really want to do, shit like that for a while now. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been becoming a better person because of it. Mm -hmm. But when you start looking into those things early and putting them out there, then you can watch it back. right? And you actually see your growth every fucking time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's that's one of those things that anybody that puts things on the record, like for the people, that they can see it, hear it, or whatever, like Mm -hmm. music or art or on film, I think that's something that's dope. Mm -hmm. that is an advantage that a lot of people don't realize that you can learn from Mm -hmm. It don't have to be oh shit i'm so much better than then it's damn what made me do it like that right should i try that again what can i change what (laughs) what what was gained from that Mm -hmm. and what was lost in that you see what what i'm saying did people understand what you was trying to put down right and then sometimes you want them to get it later on some jay-z shit like on the third yeah. time you'll peep it. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? But you gotta and pick you really your spots think, because mm-hmm. you have to actually be in other people's head while you're in your own, mm-hmm. so to speak, just so that it's not completely lost. Yeah. But um, how do you um what's your what do you think? Cause you said you're about to start filming soon for something right. that we should see evidence of in January. January. Mm-hmm. What is your process for um talent? choosing talent do you do it on your own do, it do on you my own? outsource do like you just people
2: i know who mm-hmm. are because i know a couple people who are interested in acting mm-hmm. a couple people who do stage plays so mm-hmm. for the people that want to do stage plays i'm reaching out to them if they want to get into anybody stream. that does theater it's
1: probably your best bet yeah right because god damn it they got to do so much so like it's it's no cut exactly so, so they're straight, professionals they right. figured it out they mm-hmm. know how to commit so yeah that's dope so yeah,
2: definitely reaching out to a lot of people I know doing stage plays. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever done a play? No. Never? No. Hmm. What would I think? know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. You know what it mm-hmm. is. It's real. So it's more like, I feel like plays, you really have to stick to the script
1: more so. But Yeah, because if, you can't throw off anybody else's cue. Exactly.
2: So if it was to be something live, I would need to be like improv. Like I'm great with improv. If you throw something I at me, improv. I can catch it. That was my favorite part of acting yeah. class. That was my so shit. Throw it at I me. Mean, I can catch it. We right. can go on and on. So And how are you, script, with, your, you know.
1: with your talent doing that? You open to that? Yeah. very yeah, Make the script yours type yeah. shit. Mm-hmm.
2: That's how yeah. it was when I was a host at, on a TV show. I made my script. I actually didn't even have a script. How I felt in front of the camera is how I went that day.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, that's what I do. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> all it is, really. <laughs> that's what I do. And that's
2: how you really gain comfort
1: being in front of a camera is just mm-hmm. being you. Yeah. One thing that I was told, um, because I had this thing. I was... Right, preteen, early teenager when I was in acting class, and it was a lot of girls in it. Yeah. And like no other black boys in it. So like I get in my bag and my acting instructor actually told my mom one day, she was like, he starts doing real good. And he's 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 in there. And then at some point he looks up and realizes that either the camera's on or his girls in the room. <laughs> and you can see it. which is something that since my mom told me I've been conscious of like Mm. you know what I mean but one of the things that she said was if it's the girls you know that's one thing but if it's the camera just put a camera on and play in front of the camera all the time Right. talk to the camera just make yourself comfortable Comfortable. with the camera even when the camera doesn't mean anything Right. because then it'll balance you up a little bit so that it'll mean it'll be less anxiety for Mm -hmm. you and shit like that is so simple but sometimes somebody gotta tell you And everybody thinks they're great and everybody has the potential to be awesome right but those little nudges is what gets you there Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying so i don't know that's just something that always stuck with me but i loved improv i love improv shows yeah i do too i used to like whose line is it anyway like a motherfucker Mm -hmm. that's why i got so much respect for wayne brady right ain't too many people talented is there's there's sammy davis jr there's chris brown and there's wayne brady Sing, dance, comedy, backflips—like right. every fucking act, like yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Fight, like what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. This is only a few people that we could talk about like that. <laughs> you could put Jamie Fox in there too. Fox, Fox a beast. Yeah, Fox a beast. Sing, act. You know yeah. what's funny? You ever see? Um, I might need security. Yeah. Ain't that where the Jamie Fox show came from? Like, when you watch that shit, he, it's like he was smart enough to show everything he was capable of. Because he played the yeah. piano. He did the segment Sing. with the African shit. He did the Tyson shit. Like, he did right. so much shit everything. that it was like yeah. a sitcom in one stand-up. Yeah. He was just switching scenes on us. And it was flawless. Like, one of right. my favorite parts is where he'd start the African scene. <laughs> he'd start singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah it <laughs> start going down like he really just no no backdrop came up but you just <laughs> felt yeah. him shift scenes yeah. mm-hmm. that shit is that's, like profound I don't think yeah, people get that's it that's deep like and that's way before Ray and all of that mm-hmm. shit you see what I'm that's saying that's really
2: that's talent
1: yeah that's a gift man Yeah, and I think a lot of comedians the great ones have found a way to make their transition to Hollywood or to um TV that way they've learned how to maximize a stand up for more than just jokes like to yeah. show range and personality yeah. at the same time as sticking to what they want to get across in their material. And I think Jamie's just, we ain't even see Ray coming. No. Like, we saw the talent. We ain't yeah. see Ray, bro. Like,
2: Ray. He's supposed to be coming do uh, the Tyson one coming out soon. Yeah? That's gonna be.
1: Yeah. <sighs> crazy, crazy, crazy. And rest in peace to the Black Panther. Definitely, definitely. Sheesh. Chadwick played everybody. Everything. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. A lot of people got hooked on like Black Panther. That wasn't. I got hooked on Forty Two. Like yeah, Forty Two. That was my kill Forty Two. With me being a in love with baseball. Forty Two hurts. Yeah, Forty Two. You hurts. really have to. It was that one scene, like him in that hallway. Mm-hmm. That scene was him just screaming. You felt just that airing scream. it out for once. Yeah. Like, like laying it out, everything. everything. You felt it that.
1: It was like the boys in the hood scene where he was swinging in the air. <laughs> right. Do this shit no more. Like, yo, everybody mm-hmm. gets there, man. Yeah. And some people get there for way less than others. Right. And you can only imagine somebody that had to endure that, that fucking much. much before they could even feel comfortable enough to say, man, fuck that. <laughs> right. Like that's crazy, yeah. bro. You, you can't could, say anything. Anything. They they warning you what's about to happen to you and telling you you, still, you got to take it right what do you want us to do what do you exactly. mean what do i want y'all to do yo something. Man. but i mean they crawled they walked so that we could fly like right. we stand on the shoulders of giants and um i put something on a book earlier saying that um to say that we are not our ancestors is disrespectful and dumb and one of my homegirls, she um, prints shirts. And I think somebody asked her to make one that said that I didn't realize that mm-hmm. she had made one. So she was like, she asked the person to explain to her their definition of it. And they was talking about like the fact that we have more rights and we have more position and we have more wealth and things like that. Right. And that was their reason for wanting it. And I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of excuses to say things that aren't necessarily what you're saying. Right. or what you're representing and part of that is and this is a big thing in messaging you can mean all of that mm-hmm. but that's not on the shirt mm-hmm. 85% of people that walk past you are going to assume what the common knowledge reason for that statement is mm-hmm. not yours and you know that
3: Exactly.
1: and if you don't know that you're irresponsible <laughs> as hell Right. you see what I'm saying and I never tell her don't get her money I actually told her get your money like, I'm, it's not, you know, yeah. like, your message is your message. I print shirts. I print shit. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Within reason, you know, it yeah. wasn't, I ain't, she ain't had to make a mega shirt. But, like, at right. the same time, it's like, we got to be careful with what we also accept as new definitions and new so, ways yeah. of formulating new things. like
2: of living, new ways of listening.
1: Which, like, once again, you have an advantage because you can get an hour to two hours to explain. Yeah how you feel about something mm-hmm. you know what i mean to encapture the emotion of what you are trying to grasp even if it's a new idea exactly you have time to express it mm-hmm. even doing a video the five minute video sometimes they wind up eight when you're doing the real in that one you get a yeah. little break in it but like you really have time to like no this is the world we in because mm-hmm. we see it all the time yeah. Motherfuckers get, you know the whole alternate universe and it's, and when you got a real budget and you just gotta fall into that world For a little bit yeah. And hopefully the dance moves is cool <laughs> like, exactly. For the transitions yeah, exactly. But like it's really an advantage That you have to get your point across More so that somebody like me That I talk But I talk to people all the time mm-hmm. I don't sit here and talk for two hours straight Yeah, You see what I'm saying Just about how I feel right. I, I, I bounce things off of people I try to get feedback I try to learn from the people That's next to me in front of me or whatever But if I could really just sit down matter of fact i might start writing a script i'll be writing treatments i just gotta write 10 treatments at one time <laughs> Right. <laughs> i'm fucking around I'm fucking around. no but i think that's dope man but what about um all of the you didn't speak to any of the social things going on right now social yeah as things. far as i mean we in a like, voting people. climate we got social injustice at a um high rate
2: all-time high voting
1: it's a lot going it's on. It's a and whole I mean, lot
2: going on that you can't even wrap your head around. But as moment. being as
1: though there's clearly an age difference between the two of us. Right. I want to know how y'all feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, we can start with you. I don't know you can't speak for everybody. Right. But I really want to know because I feel like your generation for a majority of y'all life, y'all been seeing it on camera. Yeah. The camera thing was Cameras, new to us. I, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So how
2: like... So really like starting with the injustice stuff. Like I'll go back to... Trayvon Martin, that's probably the first, I'm not going to say the first time I heard of Injustice, but the first time I've saw it on television. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've seen it on broadcast and was actually like, oh, this man just got away. How old was you when Trayvon died? I was in high school. So you was like, his age? Yeah, definitely around his age. So that's really how it impacted me. So like seeing my mom, the way she impacted and like mm-hmm. team mm-hmm. moms and aunts and yeah. everything is like. Okay, so that really was me like, black women care for us. That was the start, but <laughs> I was really like, oh, all right, black women really care for us. So that's, that's dope. My, where it started.
1: Well, you always had strong, first of all, my bad. You've always had strong black women around you. Exactly, yeah. June, Charlotte, like, you Like, you, your family has helped me down. And I mean, shout out to Carl, right. big homie, Carl mm-hmm. T. But the women in your family have Everyone, been both so families, influential they in my family. When somebody dies in my family, they pull yeah. up and take over the house. No matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that shit is gorgeous. A phone call
2: away. So that's really dope. Yeah. yeah
1: but go ahead. My bad. I just that with, to like That with injustice,
2: yeah. But with that, seeing it on camera is scary mm-hmm. at the same time. Because it's like, damn, we're putting it on camera. What else do we have to do? Right. Like, do right. we have to fight back? That's what we're doing. But fighting back is making it worse. Yeah. So, Dangerous as hell. Exactly. So it's really like, what do we do? What can we do? Mm-hmm. That's where me being a director, putting that story out like, bam, this is our story. Like, can y'all listen? Mm-hmm. All y'all care about is money. So let's make this money. Yeah. Direct this movie. Yeah. It's going to catch everyone's attention. It's what's going on in society.
1: I think that's the part that y'all get. I think y'all understand how to make it bigger in y'all world. Yeah. Like. You know we could only scream but so loud before the internet right and y'all came up understanding the internet y'all are the, algorithm. the internet the, right. al- the algorithm is based on y'all mm-hmm. so like
2: i grew up on myspace twitter yeah. instagram facebook so it's like the i've seen ride. right now i have twitter instagram and facebook so i just look at all three and i can see the timeline of when each social network gets the news it's like Twitter and then Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.
1: But y'all moved based on that. Like yeah. Like, Flash Mobs was y'all generation. Right. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Y'all was telling niggas, we out here right now, what's up? Yeah. And it was happening. That's how we got and our news. And now y'all do it digitally and physically. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you talk about Trayvon, but let's talk about Freddie Gray. Right. Let's talk about when a bunch of kids ran out of school and decided it they wasn't yeah. with the shits. Mm-hmm. And tore Baltimore cops apart all day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That was fucking a proud moment for me right because it's like the kids get it Mm -hmm. they know their power and under 18 is supposed to be powerless Mm -hmm. not no more because everybody's gonna pick it up right Mm -hmm.
2: Right. now we can see it's broadcast on everything before it was only the news and Mm -hmm. how much did how much were people able to see through the news or how much did they broadcast through the news
1: you know the news care about balance right Bar- not even balance. Way. Honestly, it's no. But I mean, like sometimes. if you if you ever watch the news cycle throughout the day, mm-hmm. they show a completely different news at midnight. to so, yeah, four oh, yeah. in the morning. Definitely that balance. Soon as six in the morning hit, whole different, whole another thing. <laughs> you don't even see what happens. You forget what happens yeah. yesterday,
2: or is a slight. But it's, it's like,
1: no, this is too dark for the people that's going to work or this is what they want to see. Yeah. It's like based on algorithms, too, that they've mm-hmm. been had. But it's like, you really have to do so much research to really see what's good. That's why everybody's downloading apps to see what's going on in their neighborhoods.
2: Mm-hmm. Citizens. Yeah. And all of that.
1: Everybody got it. Everybody. You look on the gram, every... You see somebody yeah. new posted drawn every day, like, right. shit, you got that shit, too? Mm-hmm. Everybody got ways and apps. <laughs> I right. mean, um, citizens. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's it's weird, but it's funny because, like, even when it comes to voting, yeah. y'all saw, y'all had eight years of a Obama, y'all didn't have many presidents before that. No, nah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So then, we barely, this motherfucker gotta be a smack right, in the
2: face. That was the first time I voted, so, that was really, like, the hurt <laughs> piece is, like, damn, the first time I got voted is for Trump or Hillary? <laughs> damn, like, I can't even enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, it's a bad job. And all. then this, my
2: second one is, like, I can't even enjoy this one
1: The first time I voted I believe Was when Bush stole the shit When his brother Did the shit in Florida
2: mm-hmm. Oh yeah The Oh 2000
1: Yeah And that fucked me up Because it was like So y'all just Don't Do whatever me. you want And we know you did it And he's still Sitting right. in the fucking hall. Like I was so fucked up That I hadn't voted for A while after that And then I got back Cause mm-hmm. my mom And you know the pressure's real and the time is real. Yeah. I'm not going to act like it's not yeah, my it's responsibility, definitely, like, but at It's the definitely same time, like right now. Bro, watching a motherfucker just snatch shit and fuck up shit and you'd be like, but y'all are reporting it and nothing's happening. That was like foreshadowing for now. Yeah. Right. I didn't think this shit was possible.
2: It's the same but. thing right now, like during the debates. Trump basically says stand by and stand back. He deliberately- That's cool.
1: We going to do said the same, the same thing. fucking thing. Right. Doing the same shit. Matter of fact, I'm not even sending no prayers. I'm going to stand back and stand by. Stand by. Fuck your COVID. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is we talk about? Man, I don't care about your Coco. But no, like, that's how I feel because if you don't have empathy towards other people, then you you're more dangerous than a motherfucker walking down my block with 50 shots on his hip. Because yeah. he ain't got a problem with me. But at the same time, if he sees something happen, he might interject. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't give a fuck. Yeah, though. And i'm cool off that but you mentioned a couple times about oh it was heavy baseball ball played right. in one of the biggest baseball clubs in the city y'all had a couple yeah. people go pro and all yeah. that shit, right
2: baseball yeah baseball jesse biddle he was a baseball player What was the club uh mountain baseball mm-hmm. organization i played baseball there also i played at e9 mm-hmm. e9 Tapernico baptist church their football team e9 eagles we have a couple players in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Running back for the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got sneaks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety for the Los Angeles Chargers, Nasir Adderley. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people that's D1 uh, right E-9 now. E-None
1: popped up, and they started a good program, though. Like Yeah. Y'all had, but y'all got such a big, massive congregation. Right. And, and
2: yeah. that congregation made it possible for us to... We were able to join the league, well, join the organization paying only $50. Oh, yeah. No, so, oh, that's what I heard. Because yeah.
1: usually to play football, you have to they pay cost your parents 200 $300 yeah. just and to get And that's just right. to sign up. Yeah. Without and then you got to
2: get equipment. The, exactly. e and I provided the equipment, everything for just $50. Yeah, that was a big deal in our neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And know
1: and other neighborhoods was coming around that's why a lot of
2: people came to our organization it was yeah, like oh and we winning yeah bro, definitely who going over there
1: can afford that all the time Every and i mean year. they make it happen and shout out to them god bless y'all because i know a lot of y'all ain't got it and right. y'all sacrifice certain shit just to make sure that he could be right and get out there and do something yeah be active. with his time you know what i mean and exactly. be healthy but like man it's it's expensive as hell I guess in our community i should say because yeah we don't really in that have community that. that ain't even no money but in our world man that's a gift that's a blessing that might be a couple checks
2: playing football is like the best <laughs> opportunity like oh i get to go home after school like get ready for practice yeah bad. yeah yeah no, i get, I get to be around I mean, my real friends my friends for a couple hours yeah although this is about to be the worst two hours of the and night. even
1: if i had a bad day i get to go yell and talk shit yeah. and be physical and like, because that's what basketball was for me. Right. I could be pissed at my mom, the school, the world. Mm-hmm. If I went and hoop for a couple hours, i cuss a couple cool. people out, push a couple people around. By the time I get home, all I want to do was take a shower, drink milk, and go to and sleep.
2: sleep.
1: <laughs> you know, I was As good. I love sports. Sports <laughs> was like a getaway.
2: Sports yeah. was literally my getaway to everything. That's why I love playing.
1: So you still um, active?
2: Yeah, I play basketball on the side. I try to play baseball just to work out, just to see if I still got it here and there.
1: Mm-hmm. I used to come to them basketball games. I remember you dunked and shit. And I was like, this motherfucker, man. Yeah. I remember but those days. The good hooping days. When we used to piss your coaches off. They was like, where you get them sneaks from? Where you get them boots from? Every coach, I tell you,
2: high school is probably the funniest time. Like every game, I came out with a different pair of sneakers. <laughs> Literally, the coaches was like, where you get these from? Oh, you didn't break these in this week? Nah, these broken in. <laughs> I broke these in. <laughs> they ready for the game. They, They'll be fine. Yep. Make don't sure worry, don't you worry about me. Yep. So every game, I made sure I was fresh. That was me. Is I need to be fresh, and that was growing up with y'all, like you, my mom. Mm-hmm. Our family was being fresh. Yeah, that was being clean. You feed me everything though. Yeah, you look. I look down and up. Yep, I have to see what you have on your feet first.
1: And that's how women do. It. They either start with your feet or start with your teeth.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying. Right, so it's one or the other.
1: So, no, but like, that's real shit. Like, I was the kind of person that, and I used to play in multiple leagues. So, I might have two, three games in different leagues on one day. Right. I never that's how I wore the same it. sneaks in the same league never. twice, unless it was the playoffs. Ne- mm-hmm. If it was the playoffs or the chip, I'll wear whatever I'm most comfortable in. I probably already wore them. Exactly. But I'm making sure I'm good for yeah. them. You know? But, like, I used to rotate 12 games out the season. Like, yeah. Nope.
2: I remember it was one game, halftime, I had to switch sneakers. <laughs> it
1: was
2: really like, I had phone positives on him. I'm like, nope. Never again. I don't know how y'all hooping phone posits. Foam posits
1: used to work for me, but I got a narrow foot. Phone posits was too wide. Yeah,
2: but I, I have wide feet, so I tried that. I'm like, nah, messing up my ankles. Let me put my 11s back on. That's when people looked at me crazy. When them Space Jams came out, Yeah, I hooped them Im- immediately. They was looking at me like, these sneakers.
1: Oh, let's talk. Let's talk some sneaker talk. I used to buy three pairs just so I could hoop hooping in a pair, mm-hmm. I could rock a pair, and I could pull another pair out the closet yes. where everybody dicked there is like mm-hmm. brand new. And put it back in the closet and <laughs> right. wear the first pair again after that. Like I was ridiculous. But that's yeah, I was on the same time. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck they bought sneaks. Yeah. They bought out um sneaks, buck sixty, buck eight. They was basketball yeah. sneaks. So it's crazy. One thing I that you told me. Discount, did right. I wear what are court, wear what are the streets
2: one thing that you told me was like you take your picture and then it's the sneakers is whatever and that's really been me It's like once i take a picture once a lot of people see me in them it's they sneakers nailed to me
1: yeah they shoes but the twist is they always just been shoes yeah. and the more you got the more you realize like if i got a, if i'm rotating shoes it's harder to fuck them up because yeah. and that's something you learn young if you got more than a couple pairs of sneakers they last longer mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying and then at the other on the other side of things it's like I got enough. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to get more. So whatever happens, we gonna have it, no matter yeah. what I got on my feet. Like I'm not playing them games. I'm yeah. not walking pigeon-toed, trying not to crease my thumbs. We gonna walk through the woods if that's what the play is, and we gonna have a good day because we have been had shit. Right. Hash it could get it again, could lose yeah. it. We done lost people, we ain't worried about shoes no more.
2: And my sneak's so fresh now, I, all I wear is slides out the house.
1: You See, and I wear flip flops, and I ain't gonna lie, that becomes a thing too. See, your feet getting older,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: One thing I learned during AU was how much a good slide meant,
2: yeah, definitely. As
1: soon as I got older, I spent every minute on my can. I walk in the house, the first thing I'm doing is taking my shoes off and putting yeah. my slips on. Like,
2: I can't drive with sneakers on, that's probably my worst <laughs> habit. Mm. But like sneakers, it's just uncomfortable for my feet.
1: So I went to my man housewarming yesterday, right? And I was just joking with Paul about this earlier. Um, I ride with my man, boss nigga, always fresh, whatever, whatever. We in a brand new whatever. We get up there. We in a car, we smoking. I'm like, we need to get out this car. We in this neighborhood in front of these people's house. We need to just go to where we're going type <laughs> shit. He like, yeah, we out. Fuck it. So we get out the car. He's like, hold up. I got to change my sneaks. Now, I realized it was a Snipes bag on the back seat when I put my bag in the car. He sit down. He got fresh-ass Nikes on. Black like, you know, match what he got on. Take them off. Pull the bag out. Fresh-ass pair of Tums. Now, he bought them Tums. Knowing he was wearing it with that lay that day. Probably on the way to pick me up. Right. Yeah, definitely. But decided, it's no way I'm driving in these buttons. new. No. No <laughs> you can't drive him. I'm not you driving can. in these butters. And it's funny cause uh when I was telling Poe, he was like, No, the main man put on the Instagram for all my drivers and he had a tumor on one foot and the other Joe had the flip flop. And I was like, I get it, but no, you know what really bothers me? Um, when I have white souls mm-hmm. that black mark from driving, from having oh, you yeah on the- your off foot. That on the back of your hill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, that's that's the one thing about driving. And like, if I got some white on, I'm definitely not driving in them bitches. Right. The all white soles. But yeah, at all. At the not same at time, all. like I say, that's mostly because I want them to look like something when I get there. Yeah. But after that- You won't even
2: catch is. me in white sneakers, honestly. honestly.
1: I really don't handle all white I would never right wear now. white.
2: My mom never put me in the white sneakers. My mom used <laughs> to put bed. me in white
1: sneakers every summer. Nope. And you was only allowed to wear them tonight. shit. <laughs> like when you didn't have to wear a suit, but you had to look nice mm-hmm. get them white sneakers but as soon as they're running around and shit you better take them damn sneakers up no. like it was never like those sneaks had to last all summer you look at me it was the white pair for this that's why i started buying my own sneaks at a young age you can attest to this bro yeah. i've had walls yeah. of sneaks since i was a kid, kid yeah because i got sick of it my mom had a 40 dollar limit and my dad had a 60 dollar limit and i was wanting sneaks that was a bean 85 right. shit like that back then The shit wasn't 200 yet yeah. you know what I mean right but it was like I started out like well I got $30 mm-hmm. I got $50 like that type mm-hmm. shit I'm trying to put in on right. them then it got to the point where it's like I'm not going to keep asking I got to figure something out yeah that's and how it was it started I did a lot buying sneakers yeah. I got them yeah that's
2: <laughs> how, once I bought my first pair of sneakers I was like yeah I'm about to learn how to flip them
1: yeah yeah I didn't even flip what I did was I worked all of my angles I had a bunch of homies I was at the age where everybody worked at sneaker stores Oh yeah. So either they was robbing a store or they was fucking had a discount and friends and family fifty percent off all of that type mm-hmm. shit. But I was doing other things to get my money. Yeah. You know what I mean. But right. um, even as a kid, before I ever did anything sketchy to get money, I just knew how to save money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my priority was my feet. Hey. So whenever I spent the money, it was oh my we feet? going hey, to the mall I need some sneakers. Yeah. And I you know it just start like that. But like I said, once I realized like oh shit. The more sneaks I got The longer they last And my feet not growing Honestly anymore. I started just Stacking Going sneaks, crazy Bro it just went crazy That's how I am
2: right now Once I noticed my feet was done I was like Yeah I'm going crazy
1: Yeah once we stuck yeah. It's over yeah. It's over
2: I know my size For this sneaker This sneaker
1: Yep Order. Yep Yeah that's my biggest problem During this quarantine shit I'll speak to that Sitting around With all these deals And shit Right Get emailed to you mm-hmm. And not saying go every time like I've been and I've done quite a bit of shopping this last year Mm -hmm. online and I own tour a couple stores up but I ain't really been in no malls because I'm still shaky about all this shit right but like I definitely been like fighting against ordering everything that I see because at the same time I don't know shit technically I'm saving money right now Mm -hmm. you know how much I'd have spent in the club as opposed to drinking in the house right yeah. every week you see what yeah. i'm saying like i'm not even going to showcase i'm going to virtual shows it's byob
0: <laughs> like
1: it's different now like it's not Whatever like you got. before right. everything is like you say 20 here 40 there 60 there shit 70 <laughs> <That's laughs> and it, it don't feel like nothing plus it helps with my mental health but the part yeah. that fucks me up is looking at all these things with nowhere to go right that's Luckily, the bad part. Not I have really a couple. I, I got a
2: couple pairs of niggas I got just sitting, waiting sitting. for me to pop out. Chilling.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Chilling. I got joints that, like, I, I order shit specifically to be on stage, and you know, to shoot vids and shit. Yeah. Man, them Jones ain't going nowhere right now. Mm-hmm. I got to wear one pair in the They Ain't Ready video that I just dropped with Corey Wilms. Shout out to him. Shout out to Trayon Films. Check that video out. They Ain't Ready. Sam Malone featuring Corey Wilms. Dope. Actually, in front of us, I think it's about to come on in a minute. But, like, I finally got to wear a pair of some shit that I wanted to wear somewhere that mattered. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I've been in Skippy's and shit, chilling. Chilling, chilling, dog. Um, the other day. She said, I feel like you wore those sneaks more this summer than any other pair of sneaks. And I'm like, I feel like I knew that when I bought these bitches. Right. Because they were just so comfortable. And it's like, they want them joined to just feel like even when you fuck them up, they're going to look better. Right. I'd rather that. (laughs) I'd rather that. Fuck it. Yeah. Damn. The video ain't come on. But we good. I don't know what just happened to Skip this. We watching ourselves or watching me because I'm vain like that. No, actually, it's just why not better put on the screen right now. (laughs) It's like a screensaver.
2: But what I do want to say is, one thing that you taught me, like, growing up, learning. I like hearing this kind of shit. And it's funny, because when he tell people this, I just look at him like, I can't say nothing. Is whenever he sees me, he's like, hey, ugly. Like, he always reminds me, I'm ugly. Like, that boosts your confidence somehow. It's like, (laughs) why am I ugly? Like, what can you say? What else? What's next?
1: Ugly is the first and second thing I say to him all like, the time so it's like all right what's because next i watched everybody on the patio tell him he how cute and how handsy how handsome he was right it brings
2: you back down yeah, that moment brings you back down better,
1: <laughs> man keep it ugly i don't give a fuck right. good. we always want that reminds
2: good. me yeah that reminds me like there's moments i could look ugly but i still know i look good
1: sip something too by the way you cheated. I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm not cheating but it's times
1: you good you were saying there's times you could look... Yeah.
2: Times you could look ugly, and there's times you could look good. Even when I look ugly, I still look good.
1: See what I'm saying? Trying to understand That's the that.
2: confidence part that, like, boosts me.
1: But the funny shit is, like, you don't even really dig where that come from. I got a friend we ain't going to say his name, but somebody that you was used to me being around when you was younger all the time that I don't be around no more. Mm-hmm. And when people used to call him ugly, he was insecure, and it would, like, ruin his weekend, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like the worst shit in the world because he bought into it, right? Like he believed it, he mm-hmm. internalized it, and it was crazy to me because I knew women that my whole school wanted, that thought he was the sexiest thing they seen at the right. party, mm-hmm. was on his top all night at the dance. So I'm like, if that don't tell you you good, what the? Then what else? So what I did as a young man, and I'm talking about like 12 years old, somewhere around there, I started calling everybody that was considered pretty, thorough, fly, whatever, mm-hmm. ugly right now watch how they react to it Mm -hmm. to the point that like his family does it right you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think they got it but it's like it, it helped right it did help but it also like i seen what it did to my folks the same way you just said like no that ugly shit like you know how excited niggas get to be called ugly <laughs> <laughs> like you like ugly you ugly as shit you uglier and it's like we right. compliment <laughs> each other at a Honestly. certain point because everybody's excited mm-hmm. it's not a thing it's it's, it's kind of like nigga. and that was kind of my understanding of it was like just take control of the word and show that people that know and niggas different in that way but like when it comes to like dissing me you can't control me that much yeah by a word exactly unless it's nigga probably
2: right
1: you see what i'm saying yeah, like that's the who you are right yeah unless it's nigga but outside of that it's like man you can think whatever the you can fuck say whatever you, whatever want. you want <laughs> end of the day I'm it you see me. it <laughs> you see i'm it? me you see it and i don't yeah. care who i call you that in front of not you anybody <laughs> right because at the end of the day and i might i might gotta print it man mm-hmm. we keeping it ugly
2: right no it's other really like, way like to Once do you it. call me I'm like Tuh.
1: Cause you no. gotta carry it like that Like ugly is grinding Everybody talking about mm-hmm. They on they grind and all that You could be pretty grinding But you gotta have a mentality Of I ain't got I ain't got where I wanna be Yeah So until I get where I wanna be I'm Y'all not, not even gonna see How gorgeous I could be Cause I could front Y'all ain't see me yet, I could front Go grab that shit now And make it look like something But you know what Just wait We gonna celebrate with that mm-hmm. We gonna grind it out With shit that makes sense For now Because I didn't win yet and we're going to be ugly when we win. Because you know what? We ain't fronting on nobody. We're coming right, right back, back to help other people out. Right. Coming right back to give game and knowledge and resources. Up. Yep. I think that's the most important thing we can do. Is come back and teach the youth. So if that's being ugly, which is my perception of it. And like I say, sometimes people will change something and they don't explain it and you don't get it that way. Mm-hmm. But if I put keeping it ugly on a shirt, you're going to get it. Yeah. You're right. going to get it. And you're going to look at me and be like, that got to be yeah. what it mean. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Yeah. He ain't that. So that's, I know what so it right. is. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was cool to rock keeping it gangster. Exactly. Just keep it ugly. Nobody was gangster. Nobody was gangster. A whole bunch of niggas that just assumed to be gangster for 15 <laughs> minutes till somebody checked their t-shirt. What you got under there? Right, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's stuck that. right for the <laughs> second. We oh, oh. get that up off you, baby. You know? So, yeah no but that's what it is though that's what's up but um what else you learn from me give me one more i need one more i'm feeling like i think good
0: one
1: well, more thing you learned from I'm me because i'm an gonna tell you how you swindle me too but go ahead <laughs>
2: i'm gonna learn one thing well i'm gonna tell you one thing i learned and that's really from all y'all my mom cousins all that. Mm-hmm. Is that hustle mentality it's like me growing up i've been a hustler just by looking at you I was like going to school I've started my own clothing line, mm-hmm. photography. I've mm-hmm. had three clothing lines switched up every time. I for homecoming, I had to win. Sell candy, selling mm-hmm. candy to excuse me with the white kids, mm-hmm. like selling tootsies to white kids. Right, all of them just looking like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got them for y'all. Yeah. So it was really like that hustler mentality was
1: like big and yeah. One thing about your mom, your mom, shit, that's that's the Charlotte and her. she good with her hands. Yeah. She made bow ties Everything. for the best. She done made handbags, all type of shit. And sometimes I be like,
0: why you don't just, man?
1: If we hit the gas, <laughs> good. You yeah. had your own boutique, like right. But you know, she um also lives her life based on what makes sense for her. Her gifts is mm-hmm. one thing, but what she wants to do is another thing. Yeah, and that's a beautiful place to be. Right, make those decisions. It's not mm-hmm. out of necessity. When you get to it, you get to it. Yeah, you know that's dope. But it's also dope to get. A lot of money for what you love to do or what exactly. you naturally get that's to what
2: a lot of y'all taught me is do mm-hmm. what y'all love to do do what you want to do
1: now let me tell you how he swindled me so this little motherfucker right he in high school i'm trying to remember at what point in my life i was in but he calls me from school which always used to be weird to me like ain't you supposed to be in school and i used to have burnouts in school and i used to be drawn, but he ain't me so I'm like, what's up? He's like, we got a game today. And I ain't got no socks. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, how you ain't pack socks? Like, and mind Yo, you, this, was, this one, a I'm like, game. We need
2: a you white need to learn a lesson. Yeah, I need a white socks. And it was like, the only way you could dress is if you have white socks. I'm like, oh. And that I was the because I'm like, I could fuck them him. socks.
1: And then he said, no, they not going to let me dress. So then he said, I need white Nike socks, Yeah. Though. That's exactly what it was. I said, "Why do you need Nike socks? Everybody ain't wearing Nike socks, bro." Yeah. He said, "I need Nike socks. I got these sneaks, whatever he said." And I'm I'm a little sympathetic to the sneaks, but I'm also across the city, mm-hmm. like I'm nowhere near his school. So he like, no, but I knew, you know, I called you because you almost you. I live near his school and the Models was in between my house oh, and his yeah. school. So he strategized all this. Yeah. that's it's the best fine. person. It's fine. He'll be all right. Go ahead. Any of y'all money. Fuck <laughs> it. So I'm like, all right, I'll get you some socks. He like, yo, but I need an eight pack though. You only got <laughs> two feet. No, but like my, my, my folks like, so now I'm riding a whole 40 minutes to, to, to Models. Like. I'm getting this nigga one pair of socks. Maybe they got a two-pack. You know I walked out of there like a 12 pack of Nike socks or some yeah. shit. Hate to. Hate this guy. You man. to. Lee it Swindle. Was... Yes, head. Lee Swindle. Yeah. He was swindling me. He yeah. Everyone. Me. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I had to. I was like, it's you know game. what? He got it. But yeah. one thing I've always told you is if you do what you are supposed to do, I got you. Right. And that was what I was part of what I was thinking about all that ride. It was like, you know what? You ain't doing no dumb shit. And it's only socks, <laughs> but this is bold as hell for you to want me to buy to socks him for your whole team. It These was really was don't crazy. Even speak to me. I don't even know him. They ain't I my youngins.
2: What year was? That? I think that was junior year too. So I had to to suit up for varsity.
1: It might have been junior year. I don't know. I just know it was I had probably. To, yeah. I know I had to stop what I was doing. It's probably junior year. And run across the. City. So I was
2: just getting done my JV game for me to suit up after that game. Mm-hmm
1: yo man funniest dude alive i'm like that's bold as hell you really just gotta be bold.
2: people's socks you have to be bold what's the (laughs) worst what is the worst someone's gonna say the only thing you get is a no. exactly but that's the thing people fail to realize
1: well a lot of people don't deal with rejection well
2: that's yeah that too on all levels yeah
1: you know what i mean and um that's something that needs to be worked on but at the same time it's kind of like what i said about ugly like. The more you just get accustomed to the fact that that shit don't mean shit. Exactly. You might have. They might have saved you from them by mm-hmm. rejecting you, like you don't even yeah. know what you was asking for. <laughs> type shit, man. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm cool. What's meant for me is meant for me, and that's in business. That's financially. See. That's that's what it mate What's mm-hmm. meant for me is meant for me. Exactly. I'm not gonna um be mad at what didn't happen. I'm gonna try to figure out what works. Just like when I throw events, I don't worry about who ain't make it. I entertain who's in front. Who's of in? Me.
2: Who's there? Right.
1: I can't worry about who's not coming. I wind up disrespecting and neglecting the people, the people that's, that's there. there. Right. You know how I find out who ain't make it? Somebody always tell me. That's A couple it. days later. You like, don't even realize. Yo, why such and such wasn't be like, there? Because I guess that's who they <laughs> wanted to see. But uh-huh. it's like everybody here was my people. So I was satisfied. Because yeah. my folks that was here. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not nitpicking which ones wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to change the day. And I've been to events where, like, the host act like it ain't no show until and i don't mean show like show i mean up. like a house party and they act like ain't nothing popping until this person gets there. person show up and we got food and drinks out but they sitting there moping mm-hmm. and you like what the fuck is we chop liver right I know appetizers dance moves and shit let's do some shit let's have some fun let's play some space like what's up right <laughs> you something. know let's do something and i never want to be that that, that guy mm-hmm. i never i've never been in a place to take things that personally because yeah. i move around a lot and i know sometimes my intentions is is to be everywhere and sometimes pure, i don't yeah. make it right but also like i never want to do that to nobody on the other side that mm-hmm. did come mm-hmm. you showed up let's have fun you know my people's my mom get the cops called on her every summer and that's just to have fun <laughs> <laughs> like that's just to have fun they show every, up every like, oh, summer they, they yep they show up there's an old lady with a bunch of old people and, they, and she's saying, "I'll tell the DJ to turn the music down." <laughs> right. <laughs> what else outside. is that? And they'd be like, "All right, Miss, thank you." And they pull off, but mm-hmm. like, we like to enjoy life. We like to enjoy family and our people and being know, around each other. That yeah, company. You know how that shit go. Mm-hmm. We got responsibilities. I I had to teach you niggas to take out the trash. At, a young, age, At yeah. a young age, Oh, I ain't doing this eight nope. times the event. No, nope. Yo, you yep. walk with Come me. And he walked with me a few times, or you exactly. He got he tried to play me last time. What'd you say? He said, Yo, they need the trash out. I said, You better tell Bryce <laughs> you ain't coach Bryce yet. Why Bryce don't know how to take the trash out? That's your yeah. fault. <laughs>
2: it's definitely, it definitely something that gets passed down. If you're a male in that household, <laughs> that gets passed down. There's yeah. no way you don't know how to unlock that door. Make sure you don't like yourself out. Right, all walk around. Yeah, if not, you got everybody walk around. outside. Take
1: a walk, everybody out front. Like, no, it's part of it, man. Mm-hmm. It's part of it, but it's like everybody got a part to play always. Yeah, and, no and at that, that point,
2: it's like growing up. You don't even question. it. You just like. You'll, you know what time it is. Once people start leaving, you start looking for the trash. Like, yep. yeah, I'm to go take this right now. Yep, so I don't got to gotta do it. Because they to tell me to
1: get ready. And then I'm at the rush and do shit anyway. Because right. I still got to do it.
2: So that, was, that, that started responsibility. Definitely. No,
1: man. I think it's little things like that. Like, yeah. you blessed with a J in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Not me. Yup. Your, your uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, like, somebody like, I grew up under him and his homeboys when they right. was partying and made, they never missed. Hanging out together to watch games and shit. Yeah. Like and it was Miller yeah. time on the on the on the table and on the TV. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Reggie Miller and Miller mm-hmm. was in the building. And it was like good times. And I learned a lot. And yeah. one thing I seen about Jay was he always was Jay. Yeah. You never care who was in the room. Right. If he was loud, he was Just loud. If he you. was on, he was on. He's always going Him. to have good energy though. Right. But he's not That's a, how the whole family is, right? They don't <laughs> pull back from nobody. And it right. was like, but see, he was younger as a male. Mm-hmm. That's what I seen, you know. Yeah. Him and um what's y'all? Um Charlotte's son. Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. Him and Brian. Right. You know what I that's mean? That's
2: what a lot of the family Told me. Like, don't you can't hold back.
1: You can't. You can't. Like, like my
2: grandpa. Th- the Funny thing, sh- people look at my grandpa. My grandpa is a G. Mm-hmm. On the low. Yeah, on great, the lowest low. Yeah, great grandpa is a, was a G. G. Quiet. That was a man.
1: My man, mm-hmm. they had all everything at the cookout: fish, hot, um, Whatever fish ribs, steak, all that shit. I wanted hot dogs. He made them go to the store and get the hot, the hot dogs. dogs. He's like, "We got all this food." He Said he wants hot, hot dogs. dogs.
2: Go get it. That was my man,
1: and he was a professional athlete.
2: Yeah, basketball. Yeah, he played mm-hmm. ball.
1: He tried to yeah. tell me all you need is a hook shot. I'm like, "Oh, geez, it's a different <laughs> time, baby." But I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like, growing <laughs> up was like
2: growing up. Me being young, going to the house. All he had on TV was sports, so it was like. I was the sports. And he played baseball, too. Yeah.
1: Played baseball, too. Mm-hmm. So like, sports is definitely, I was into that. Yeah, that's major. Like, it wasn't no surprises that you was deep into sports. Yeah. I wanted you to take basketball a little more serious. I know. But I knew the I chicken know. was in baseball. Oh, I, I knew. always knew the chicken Growing was up, in baseball.
2: This man had me out working, playing <laughs> basketball. I'm like, this is not what I want to do <laughs> on a Saturday morning doing laps, 50 laps in the left hand. No, I don't want to do this. Not I'm a baseball shit. player. But then once you go on the court, it's like. He came to the games, jump shot. He was like, oh, "All right, I'm, I was actually decent in basketball." Mm-hmm. And him being a counselor, he had me. What they started at like nine, eight,
1: nine. Um, some years. Yeah, on.
2: had me there like two years early, yeah. too young to play, and I'm still beating everyone. So it's free camp, and you got yeah. to learn something.
1: So and that you being... just said you played JV and varsity basketball as a baseball player, right? Nigga. Yeah, so <laughs> I was definitely
2: playing up. Since then, I play above my age. It's like, don't put nobody in front of me that's my age.
1: Why like, trust you? me,
2: I will embarrass you growing up. That's how I felt.
1: That's how you're supposed to feel. Like, and that's what up. I
2: did to people, honestly. Like, they knew, like, oh, he shouldn't be playing. He should be playing up. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He shouldn't be playing with us.
1: And if you, like, ever watched, like, you know, Finley, it was A chord and B chord. Yeah. B chord was the top joint. A chord was the bottom joint. When I was, like, 13, 14, I said, I'm not playing on B chord no more. Yeah. And I went to A Court with the grown men, and I I had to work my way in though. And this is why I like always teach y'all the way that I do to people that's 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 younger than me. It's like even though you should be there, you got to respect. You gotta gain respect. Yeah. So I would go early on a Sunday morning when I know they got like eight, Mm -hmm. and they need two more to start running, and I would get a run by default. Yeah. And then I I would box out. Mm -hmm. I would set picks. I would you know what i mean i would do, do all little the little shit. i would dive out of bounds and all not dive i ain't done this right but like i'd right. chase everything and then it get to the point where they like yeah i can shoot it yeah then you shoot it they you hit a couple they like, like keep whoops. shooting next thing you know i got him he a shooter yeah. like you just have that's to, how you gain that respect you have yeah. to but that's you gotta how you get beat up some too
2: yeah
1: but once you like it's like you said i have to get my ass whooped 13 14 by them grown-ass men that was nice going to practice and shit, you nothing. can't hurt me right Nothing you could do to me. Yeah. All you can do is follow me. What we yeah. doing? And it was, it's a confidence booster. And it's also you learn so quick. You learn on the fly. You learn yeah. all the dirty shit. I knew how to hold niggas' shorts. That's like,
2: yeah, You know what I mean? Hooking Behind the stomach, back, all Make like, sure the
1: ref don't see it. Like, I knew yeah. all that as a young man. And it was crazy because he used to throw off the niggas I was playing against. They, they didn't what the know what the fuck th- is going on. Right. Ref is the enemy now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because exactly. he see it, But it's like, if you peep angles, you'd have been you working the same doing. angles too. Right. But no, exactly. that's what it was. And, and one thing about basketball, like I said, it was my release. Mm-hmm. I played baseball, but I wasn't as good as you at baseball. Right. And I played shortstop, so I was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Because I didn't be decent play, play as long. I fell in love with basketball and dropped my bat. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with me it was just
2: Y'all saw me. It was football, basketball, and baseball. Mm-hmm. That was I like, football days too. before going to high school, I really had to pick what two or which one do I want to stick with? And then it was like, I don't want to play football anymore, so it's basketball and baseball. Then it was like sophomore year, high school, junior's like, oh, I'm on varsity, freshman year, baseball. Yeah, I'm focusing on baseball. I got a gift.
1: Yeah, you did. You did. You probably still do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you had options. Yeah. You had options. And that's that's the most important thing because what happens with a lot of people is they don't realize their Mm -hmm. options or they might not be as gifted or as multifaceted as you were at the time. Mm -hmm. And when that one thing doesn't work out, if that coach cuts them, Right, it changes the trajectory the whole, of their life.
0: Mm-hmm. You see what I'm
1: saying? Like, right. or if um they gotta sit, they get hurt, exactly. or if somebody nicer than them that they gotta wait out, or whatever the shit that goes on in 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 team sports, it, they don't recover from it sometimes, and it, it puts them in a place where you look down the line and it's damn, homie, what the fuck happened to you? But you right. don't realize that one thing shifted everything in his mental. mental? Mm-hmm. So it I just wanted everything. I just always wanted to add whatever I had that I knew was important mm-hmm. whenever I was around you. Yeah.
2: And at that time playing basketball, you did, you added something in every aspect towards the game of basketball. It was That's like, what? Like, eighth grade, you was coming to a lot of my games in North Philly. Mm-hmm. So eighth grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. all that. It was like, you saw me that transition from a bad jump shot. And I was like, that real growth spurt. It was like, I don't have to need as much release. And you was like, you bigger now. You don't mm-hmm. need all that. You're mm-hmm. growing. Yep. So it's like that transition was like, oh, I need to learn that transition. Because that transition in sports is huge. Absolutely. Like people don't realize that growth spurt in sports, that affects you strength-wise.
1: I seen a dude that was, um I ain't going to say his name. When we was in 10th grade, he was recruited by Syracuse, all type of motherfucker. They was interested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one summer, he decided to just hit the weights and get big. And he was a shooter. Right. Got big. Looked great. Couldn't shoot no more. Right. Because he didn't shoot all summer. Yeah, so he didn't adjust, adjust to, that to the strength. You're it, stronger now, and I'm sure that at some point it came around, but you only got a limited amount of time to show up. Yeah, and his whole junior, junior year was pretty much a bust. His senior year, he kind of got to that place, but mm-hmm. like not where you would have projected him to be, right? Because, because he of was that. just getting back, right? And it's like he wound up going to a way lesser school. Right. Because of that And it's like It's really So You have to Adjust to that shit that. You have yeah. to mm-hmm. Then you get dudes That grow a foot And they go from Point guard to big man And they gotta Keep their agility And remember how Not to be clumsy Oaky exactly. Goofy Motherfucker right. They gotta control right. All of that extra body Like they was just a point guard Yeah a- Anthony Davis Yeah You know what I mean right. Shit Ed Griffin grew Damn near foot overnight When we mm-hmm. was in high school You know From his ninth grade To his junior year Mm-hmm. that nigga went from a point guard to a big man right and he went pro because one thing was he loved and lost his timing mm-hmm. his handle wasn't the same he always that was his biggest thing was trying to get his, his dribble back how he wanted it but he could shoot that bitch. he could move and his timing was impeccable if he blocked your shot it was so on point and then he caught that bitch and started the fast break like yeah. he just knew how to move and it was like that's the difference between somebody that shot up and most people that just are always big mm-hmm. because you just dominate you know. from your size so you don't have the other thing. Right, you just grow up big, so. yep. but like, that's what it is. Like, you, you, you actually said the perfect thing. The way to do it is to adjust. You have to adjust that whole time. You have to be aware of what's happening. Yeah, you have to know. Yeah, you gotta know like, now my body's changing. Mm-hmm. But one thing I knew about shooting was, I couldn't shoot. Yeah. And then at one point I told my coach, I wanna learn how to shoot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I worked out with him twice And then I knew how to shoot mm-hmm. And it was just like technique like that. Yeah And then confidence came
2: Yeah, that's really the big part Was that confidence Once you Once my coach was like Your job is to shoot
3: Uh huh
2: Oh, thank you Spot me in the corner shoot I averaged a three a game in high school yeah. Oh yeah, y'all know what to put me in for yeah, That I'm three shooting. in free throws Yeah, I'm shooting
1: I'm shooting And that was the thing too Like my, one of my main things I always say about ball was you never had to tell me twice to shoot the ball. Never. And I see people all the time. You're like, yo, just shoot. Like, yo, face the basket. Make yourself an offensive threat. Like, you saying all mm-hmm. kind of shit right. to get them in a zone. And it's like if somebody would have told me one of them, they might have had to tell me to slow down five minutes later because right. I'm gone. Yeah. Is you crazy. Right. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. No problem. I don't give a fuck, miss or make. I was told at a young age that shooters shoot. You can miss every game, every shot of the game, but if you hit the game winner, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. I was also told shooters trust themselves to make the shot before anybody next to him. Yeah, and I was I wasn't told that one directly. That was told to somebody next to me that I knew didn't shoot better than me.
0: You see what I'm saying? Right.
1: So I took them mentalities with me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we rocking, we rocking, and I'm putting this bitch up. And it's not about being a three-point shooter. It's about hitting a high percentage of shots. Right. So I'm shooting everywhere. Yeah. I'm shooting everywhere. Whenever funny. you give me space, it's going up.
2: Right. Funny story real quick. Mm-hmm. High school, sophomore and junior year, I was always on varsity's practice because they used me as, like, the scout team. Yeah. So they knew I could shoot. So whenever I was on the court, they would have me as, like, the other team's best player. Like, exact, just go down, shoot. Mm -hmm. So I'll come down, shoot, make it. The coaches will actually look at me like, oh, you can shoot. i would be like, yeah. Come down, do it again. Shoot, make it. They like, all right, can y'all really guard him? like, he's making it like he's that actual player. (laughs) So guard him. (laughs) Came down. I'm actually cooking like the varsity. The coach is like, oh, you really can shoot. Like, yes. Yeah. All I needed was that confidence. You told me to shoot, so...
1: Yeah. I'm going to shoot. I'm shooting. Like I never. That's all you said. You said I never shoot. understood that mental block. Like, nigga said shoot. Shoot the shit. Right. What's the problem? That's all and you got to do. if you miss on him, he told you to shoot it. Fuck it. The whole thing. And even when I got older, like, I was growing and playing in leagues and shit. And um, shout out to Bazemore. He was on a few of my teams because we was in mad leagues. Mm-hmm. And he was like, every when he would get frustrated with everybody else, every time he got me the ball, every time he got the ball, he would get me the ball for one. And he's not a guard. For two, this motherfucker, as soon as he passes, it, shot shooter. Like, he's telling me not to pass that bitch every time. It. Right. And he always will tell you. he be like, when everybody act like they ain't got no heart, guess who's letting it fly and knocking them down? Yeah. The That And I wasn't one of the best players on that team at the time. I wasn't even in real basketball shape, but I still could play a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it was right before I tore my shit up. But, like, it was like I never gave a fuck. Yeah. I'm shooting. It's the same rim. And all you can do is hurt, follow me. Honestly That's so all you can do is That's file. really like, that's, how you like talk. The that's what you told me as like, well Yeah you Too scared do? of
2: contact <laughs> Yeah That's the worst that's gonna happen Is a foul call You're gonna get your two points And I like One way contact way or another Cause I like action Yeah That's how it was with football team. yeah, All of my sports c- Connect with each other Some way, somehow
1: Yeah And in football Especially like In certain positions Like the reason that Emmitt Smith was so special Cause when he turned that corner And he seen you He did the shoulder the first Yeah Right He's gonna crack you mm-hmm.
2: That's why He's gonna cr- stand you up Coaches hated me. <laughs> Coaches hated me. Like, you're a quarterback. Go down. No, I want that contact.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This quarterback want contact. I'm a running back forever.
1: Yeah, but I can throw the ball. I got an arm. Yeah. I, I got. Accuracy. I can do everything. Yeah. And that's what's crazy because they assume that black men will never have precision with pitching or football. And right. it's like, y'all just keep making them running backs and safeties. Yeah,
2: we actually can because throw. they're
1: fast. Let we can throw better fucking position
2: we can throw a lot better than a lot of y'all white boys a and a lot, lot. of the
1: white quarterbacks let's keep it real because there's a lot of investment that's made in the quarterback yeah they are trained by the best yeah they have personal trainers to get their form right to get all of that a lot of us make it all the way to the league still trying to stop throwing sorry side are still getting it right and then got to take that's time what, to figure that out that's like,
2: why it's hard like me being black i trans from playing Mount I went straight to the burbs and played like au baseball so that's is me and one other black person on the team, on the team yeah. so it's like i'm throwing sidearm but i'm getting it there faster all that coach is like no change your form change my form i'm like nah i'm getting it slower y'all making me slower i feel slower i can't do that got the high school coach is like you're doing fine
1: but you see what i'm saying like yeah. the expectation and mm-hmm. like the but if if i'm formally trained then that's just what i'm gonna do yeah if not I'm getting it how I get it. Right. And stop me.
0: Yeah.
2: Stop me. That's really what the whole thing if was. If you can't
1: stop me, what is we talking about?
2: Right. That's why That's why they didn't like me and my other friends. We was really, the only two black kids on the team. It was like, I came on the team late. So it was like, who's this other black kid coming on the team? And the other catcher was just looking at me like, is he about to take my spot? Yes. This is my position now. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but.
1: Yeah. No, you gotta rock out, man. Right. I, mean, I come in. The, I come in the field and in the gym to do one thing. Exactly. When I transferred to Roman, motherfuckers see me playing at lunchtime. It was like, yo, he coming for your spot. Lefty coming for your spot. And I ain't even know, homie. He my man now. Right. But it's just like you just know. Like I'm not playing with nobody.
2: Yeah. This is personal. Like this is my home. Like. I don't play about this.
1: And like I said, I used to get so much out doing that shit mm-hmm. that you didn't even know what, what was in my stomach when you right. was against me because I'm probably pissed. Yeah. And I don't care about how you feel. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, this ain't just a three-on-three to me. Like, this is this is going to make me be able to get through the rest of the day. Right. This is my break. <laughs> this is really my break. Yeah.
2: Like, this is my getaway. Like, batting practice, that was my getaway. Yeah, that like, got to be dope. Mm-hmm.
1: That gotta be dope on, on, on like the level you was on, where like everything run how it's supposed to run. Yeah,
2: it was definitely playing all across the country, all Who of did the Benjamins Why
1: y'all invited a bunch of spots and shit? Y'all For team? baseball. Yeah, yeah, we y'all played in a bunch of fields. South shit?
2: Carolina, we played in North Carolina, played in Maryland, uh, New York, Jersey, Mount Airy, Mount Airy baseball organization. We ran New Jersey.
1: Mm talk that shit yeah
2: basically we ran new jersey so everybody on that team that was on my squad they knew one summer i think we won four or five tournaments out of six Mm. so we was running new jersey that's heavy yeah
1: that's heavy when i was at roman um the school won five chips in one year Mm. you know how big a deal that is for a high school it's huge like one about, is major. Yeah, bro. So, hit we that. everything that year. Mm-hmm. Like, football, basketball, I think indoor, outdoor, track, and something else. Yeah. So it's like Like, I was going to the
2: Catholic year. school. Just going to, like, the palestra. Mm-hmm. Just going, sitting on that bench, that's a big deal right there. Cause that that's high stakes. different, bro. Yeah. In this city, that shit different. That's really, like, that upper echelon.
1: I've been Hooping. to championship games, um, all pub games, all that at the palestra. Palestra is <laughs> Movie. That used yeah. to be the closest thing to the Greek at one point. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? And you never Mm -hmm. really got the experience of Greek, but you you was alive. Right. So you know what the impact was. But like the palestra used to be like a baby Greek. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, everybody gonna be out, all the bikes gonna be out, all the chicks gonna be half, whatever. And and it was
2: everything we had white boys, white girls, black boys, bike, everybody was out there. Yeah, yeah, everybody across the city.
1: Chalestra was dope, man. Mm-hmm. But we about to wrap this pup, man. I appreciate your time. Of course, of course. Anytime. real shit. Make sure that the people know how to get with you, how to um, Instagram? book you.
2: You can just book me through Instagram. Honestly, DM me, comment on a picture or whatever. I'm going to notice it, and I'm going to get back to you right away at Beyond97Visuals, B-E-Y-O-N-D, the number nine and the number seven visuals, V-I-S-U-A-L-S.
1: Now, I'm going to get him on one of my projects soon. We're going to figure something out. I need y'all to support him, too, because as you see, he's a dope dude, and he's personal to me. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. But make sure y'all check us out. Shout out to Sunny Brick. First of all, she missed this up, but she didn't miss it. This family, so we filmed. I didn't give her a heads up.
2: All right. This is definitely last <clears throat> pull up real quick and yeah. just you.
1: She doing her family thing. So salute to her, man. Salute and support. She has a new issue of on the scene magazine out now go check it out on the scene she's covering a lot of dope shit all positivity so she deserves to be saluted at all chances and all costs we also drop this podcast every thursday 4 p.m we love happy hour and you can check me out on glockaware fly day Every fly day, four to six p.m. on Glock. We're the best happy hour in the world on the greatest station in the nation. If you want any of the sipping with Sammy podcast merch, amateur twerking sucks tees Flyboy Friday merch, reach out. Um, for the Flyday merch, hit up Flyboy Friday Radio on Instagram. DM him; he'll set you right. Hit me up for everything else. Um, and we also got the cognac glasses. They're going crazy right now. That's actually why you're he here today. <laughs> so um, make sure you get yours. We got more stuff. We got gift sets coming soon. And we're just going to enjoy this motherfucker, man. We're going to make the best out of all this shit.
2: I'm beyond, I might have to come back We might have to talk about music I mean, next I want time. you
1: to come back when I want, I want all, all right, of that's us cool. to really chop it up and really, We can get into some music I definitely
2: want to get into music About the young you N.O. Know, head No, we can battle that. You want to yeah. argue?
1: Yes Let's argue Yeah, we can definitely do that I'm so. with it I'm with it No, that'll be dope mm-hmm. I'm, And I mean, you always welcome, bro You know I am You got mm-hmm. something going on You want to announce Come through Even if you just want to shoot a segment And dip like right. we, we Get you a little 15 Get you going mm-hmm. But um, I'm here for you You know that Right but no, man, this has been simple with Sammy. I am simple with Sammy. Sam Malone, Barstool Ruge. If you ain't simple with Sammy, you ain't simple right, get your fucking life together. And we out this bitch.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 it's the King of hooks, baby! Sam Malone with us!
0: Yeah. yeah! They ain't <laughs> In the streets We can't cry no more Court as <laughs> I wanna be yeah. Smoothest ever seen Melody could be felony What you telling me? Learn to play from Bill Bellamy Pee the guns uh-huh. Someone else uh-huh. I'm something else, yeah. something different. That's what she sniffin'. Yeah. Call Malone shit, different from pimpin'. Yeah. Scene was basic till I slipped in, trapping, loading, clipping, mm-hmm. saying all niggas bitches, I call niggas yes. bitches. Like bitch handle business, first boy yeah like incense, twist three. This miss that's Malone's mistress. Music business, I'm traffic, what was mastered in? Led through a path to sin, yeah. walls crashing in. Yeah. Cashing in, couldn't figure out what was happening but trapped again, back five from trappin' in Shit, ironic as hell, my pocket's loud in the cell, while waiting on Tiny to post up All Don't what you lookin' for I'm showering shit time Yo. Outside of Moor Hills All ten grounded Yo. Like tunnels with backwards forwards count countless Nice pitch black Go legit switch switch back, hit. Loud pack Six pack V8 PA hardly oh, switch, switch deck back. Ready to flip Mattress Couches yeah. And Something something about running it out I'm so bowed ready to get What I came for Same ball Plenty corners bit in my stead I became more When it became war I gave him Armageddon yes, Born legend Send me the veteran I would bet on him Follow his lead Take E you Caution, never the one bossing. Respect, dude, bosses. Yes, respect ooh, the bosses. Respect who the roars from up top. Stand alone with Cory With you me, with me, me not ready. Don't what you looking for.